You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cool Against, we are talking about the madness of the MLS Cup playoffs, the insanity of the Western Conference Final, the, the craziness of the Eastern Conference Final, and we have uh, the final set up uh, this week, MLS Cup against uh, Seattle and Columbus. It's amazing. Plus, we also got Adam Conover, who we talked to about all of our starts in comedy when we met 10 years ago, how, why we all stunk at UCB except him, <laughs> and how cool it was to meet Obama, but it wasn't as cool as doing comedy with us well Correct. back in the day. That and more <laughs> today on The Cool Again! Hi, this is Ashlyn Harris. And Allie Krieger. And you are listening to our best friends and favorite comedians. The cool again, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, baby. Let us go. Wow. Let us let us begin. Okay? Wow. Because still feeling uh, some of the uh, some of the shock, some of the shock waves. Minnesota, uh, like, stop the count. <laughs> stop the count. We are done. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, 70 minutes. Uh, it's, it's, it's rigged. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I went to bed. We were winning. I woke up. We weren't. Clearly, yeah, we need that... Giuliani to fart all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota United is like, yo, I don't like this latest EA update, okay? Uh, uh, I, I yo, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> who had who had a card of the whatever player of the season season of the year card for Svensson and Bruin? That ain't yeah. right. Uh, unreal, uh, insane. Uh, the MLS Cup playoffs have been wild. Obviously, the Western uh, Conference Final was insane, and we'll get into all of that. But there's welcome. been two games that were hold boring. On, hold, on, hold on, the that show. were boring, and they were boring because they were good, and that's it. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, look, Alexis. He's been doing a TV show for over a year. Has no idea how it all works. Okay? Wait a minute. This goes on TV? Oh, I should be way more welcome, professional. Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. Uh-huh. I'm Alexis Guerrero. the one he brought up. <laughs> okay. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show on television right here on Fuel Sports Network. That's right. And just like MLS Cup playoffs, it's the gulliest. <laughs> okay. Okay. None of it makes sense. All right. It's absolute bedlam. Uh, yes. Let's get into the Western Conference Final uh, first. Uh, we, we, we have the MLS Cup Final is set. But, man, uh, Seattle Sounders against Minnesota United. Uh, this was absolutely wild. I mean, no one expected Minnesota United to be up 2-0 in the first half. Uh, a, a goal from... And a uh, good chunk of the second half. And a, good, a, good, a, a fair amount. Look, uh, the 538 was like, yo... Get, book your flight to Columbus, yeah, right? Yo, 538's <laughs> like, yo, the polls can't possibly be wrong, baby. <laughs> We're all set. No, the uh, up to for, the first goal from Emmanuel Reynoso, a free kick that was, I mean, uh, just a- incredible. Um, the, all the stats they started putting up about uh, Bebelo, uh, yeah. uh, Reynoso, it's just been like, my God, did he tear up this league in like yeah. the few, the three, two and a half months he's been here? He's just, he's Fam. just guy, like a new kid from a bad school that like, ooh, who's that? And then yeah. he's just literally, now he's the coolest kid there. He's prom king. Okay? Yo, my guy, that's it, done. You know what I mean? <laughs> he gets detention, but he doesn't really have to go. He has a, he has a moped. He parks it in a teacher's parking. 
parking spot. He's run the whole gamut, man. He's, uh, and and he started this. I mean, I mean, like without like just fawning over him so much. He's really good, right? Like the yeah. dude is just such a a a like. Uh, he's he's technically so he's not even like super fast he's just so technically like gifted he's that so argentinian <laughs> he is, <laughs> he's, just... he's not that tall he's not cut he's not yeah. fast he's just on the ball he puts yeah. it wherever he wants subtle he's subtle he like i love the little when he gets like you know double teamed or anything like he just knows exactly where to put the ball away from the defender or flicks it over a leg or or there or, or you know whatever it's just he's really really good and the uh, dude got shot in the knee <laughs> and the dude got shot in the knee that was a what a wild little little like tidbit of a story uh like for- when did john strong become nardwar he's he's, pull, <laughs> he's pulling up stuff that happened in this kid's life he's like Damn, I don't even tell anybody about that. <laughs> Yo, John Strong, you reading my diary? Damn. Damn. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Yo, John FBI Strong? <laughs> if you didn't hear, in the middle of the game, the previous game, John Strong yeah. was like, and by the way, he was... Was he, it John Strong or John Champion? I don't remember. No, it was John was Strong. ESPN. It was John Strong. Okay. He borrowed his dad's scooter and a bunch of thieves tried to get it from him because he yeah. went to use it to go visit friends and he wouldn't give it up. So they shot him in the knee. Now... That's the story that they're being yeah, yeah. told. That, that's what that's what the police record says. I right? now, you know, for those of us from certain areas, when you get <laughs> kneecapped, that's a different thing. It's usually done for a reason. Maybe you and your friends, your friend group, had a miscommunication, and yeah. maybe you took a, a higher a higher cut than you were supposed to. All I'm saying is, there's Look. more to the story. But I. I fucks with Reynoso, is all I'm going to say. Y'all bleep that out if you want. <laughs> I mean, look, it, it's uh, when we talk about, you know, gulliness, uh, you know, when players that come from Argentina, you, we think like, we think of Argentina as just this, like, uh, uh, you know, skirt steak and yeah, and yeah, Riviera playing tango, <laughs> you know, nah, fam, <laughs> nah, bro, uh, it, it it can get pretty wild. Out and he there, tried to he, hide it. He's like, oh, bullet fragments, oh, that old thing in my knee. That's important <laughs> to play the sport. Oh, don't even oh, worry about it. I just, uh, I just, I get it mixed up sometimes yeah. with, uh, you know, so I, I I didn't know what that clicking was. Yeah, Whatever. focus on this hangnail. That's much more important. <laughs> Look, I know we're going crazy here talking about Seattle, Minnesota, and we'll keep talking about it. But I want you to know we got Adam Conover on the show. So the excitement just continues, Christian. Okay, let's <laughs> I mean, go. All right. Uh, I yeah, mean, so- one of my favorite things about uh, the match itself is everyone was like, it's over, Schmetzer. You ain't getting your money. He's not even got a contract right now. His contract <laughs> is over at the end of the season. Everyone's like, sorry, Schmetz. Maybe you could go coach in Toronto. And by the end of it, they were like, this guy's a dynasty. <laughs> it's like, it's, it, it, 10 minutes it changed of, everything. It's kind of insane that he hasn't had his contract renewed. There must be something else going on. How many How many MLS Cups, how many uh, trips to the MLS Cup finals do you need to reach uh, before uh, it, it's worthy of are you going to get a better coach? I, yeah, I, don't I mean, understand. <laughs> if I'm Schmetzer, I'm walking into the meeting and I'm walking right up to whoever the GM or the owner, whoever it is that's doing the contract negotiations, and I'm whispering in my dude's ear, "Daddy wants to get paid." You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's it. That's yeah. my negotiation. That's I'm walking out. He- and that's something Brian Schmetzer would say. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how he talks. It's his personality. <laughs> and might I add that quite possibly one of the best coaches in MLS history 
absolutely despises me. We've covered this on this show. <laughs> Just hates the fact that I'm anywhere near media. <laughs> Look, the, the, it was not uh, a great first impression when we met him in Toronto. Or second. He <laughs> <laughs> keeps showing up, and we keep, and we're always there. It's a problem. Yeah, it's uh, a problem for him. <laughs> no, let, I just want to talk real quick about, about the end of this game because obviously, uh, yes, Minnesota was up to, uh, two nil, and uh, the the first goal from Seattle didn't happen until the 75th minute. Will Bruin gets in this game. Who he he's played like three games this season. Uh, the guy is uh, was recovering from a really bad injury. Uh, and Adrian and- Heath was like, "We didn't prepare for this dude. Who is this dude? <laughs> this can't be fair. <laughs> Are they pulling okay. people? Have you, you know? seen Have you seen this man's torso? He's built like a brick house. <laughs> yeah, dude. Him and Jordan Morris together look. If they were shirtless, it would look like one of those firefighter calendars. They're just they're just like big big rectangles, you know, to steal something from. Uh, Captain Tucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, and then the, the so Wilburn scores that goal. You could understand like the the balls are just bouncing around, uh, deflected, falls at his foot. He he puts it in. You get that. One. That's Will Bruin time. Yes, exactly. Okay, the dancing bear has arrived. Okay? <laughs> oh, is the ball ping ponging everywhere? <laughs> this is what I've trained my whole life for. Okay, yeah. we know the move. Yeah, right. come on, baby. <laughs> the and then Raul Ruiz Diaz uh, uh, after a corner. Raul Ruiz Diaz is uh, just unmarked. Who knows why? Maybe I I, I haven't watched the play again. I don't know if he he separated himself and and got the space. Ball lands at his feet, and he really – he had a lot to do here. He had, there was a one defender, and the goalkeeper is is near post, uh, uh, Damon St. Clair, and he gets the ball – I mean, it is literally he threads a needle. The, there is zero space, and he and literally the only the the circumference of the ball could fit through this space, and he gets it through. If somebody two miles away sneezes in that direction, the gust of wind that would slightly move that ball <laughs> just slightly <laughs> would mean it wouldn't go in. Yeah, uh, a, a great, great goal. He had another uh, goal that was taken uh, back by by far, but Seattle was really good this game, and and. On two set pieces, Minnesota. You know what? I actually disagree. I don't think Seattle was that great. Seattle was putting in cross after cross after cross and not finding anyone. The one player that I sat there and said, this dude just wants it on his back and he wants to take over was Rui Diaz. Rui Diaz was like, all right, y'all do the pass and stuff. I'm going to go for, I'm going to go put pressure on this back line. And he kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And eventually Minnesota just got tired out and they just stopped watching Rui Diaz, which is like, that's like leaving your girl in a room with a with a male strip. You're like, no, nah, man, that's not what men are supposed to look like. <laughs> you know? Okay, good analogy. Yes, that's what it's like. But look, the there, there weren't many. Uh, they on, only made three subs for Minnesota. Clearly, a, a mistake. They had uh, they had more to use, and and you could tell that they were tired towards the end of the game. Maybe that the plan was, you know, whatever. We'll we'll make the changes in extra time. Um, uh, Kai it, Kamara playing up front, everyone yeah, fall were, back. Those were smart was, moves that just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. Yeah, and that's uh, it's it just unfortunate. You feel bad. You feel bad for the Adrian Heath fans. got schmetzered. That's all. That's what happened. <laughs> okay, look, the, it, it, the verb of Schmetzer, okay? We know. <laughs> Let's talk about the Eastern Conference final, Columbus against New England. Columbus wins this game 1-0. This game wasn't, the, you know, didn't have the drama of no. the Western Conference final, but uh, nevertheless, it was a 
a, a good showing from Columbus. I think this. The this only was- real drama was Bruce Arena's eyebrows the whole match going up and down. He's rolling his eyes at everybody. He's like, what are you doing? I didn't teach you that. Yeah, it was a lot of that. It was Fred, great. I love, yeah, and the fact that you could, we can hear him, it's just the, the he, he's been doing this throughout the entire playoffs, pretty much throughout the entire season. But his, his we, we, former uh, guest of the show, Dewan Jones, he says Dewan's name. So much, he's yeah. Like, Dewan, Dewan, good job, Dewan. Press Dewan, like it's like he's coaching only one guy. It's it so- reminds me of the lady I grew up next to who would yell out the window, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony, and all of us are like, Does Anthony even exist? This guy, this I can tell you why he's not coming home. Look, you I'll know? be honest, there's, there's like 45 Anthony's on this block alone. You really <laughs> yeah. need to be more specific. We're, we're, let's just gather all the Anthony's and she can pick which one she wants, <laughs> and then we can move on because I gotta sleep, lady, you know. <laughs> No, but they, but yeah, was, the one <laughs> a good game uh, from Columbus, a, a great game from Jonathan Mensa. Uh, the, Incredible, the center, great center pass. back. He's just yeah, it was a great uh, assist. You, you know, the, the ball went from uh, it was a cross from uh, Lucas Zelarayan to uh, uh, to to Mensa, lay it off for uh, Artur. Uh, who is a defensive midfielder who's ha- who, who hadn't scored in three years, yep. and now in this season he scores three goals. Well, you uh, picked just a like great the last time, couple weeks. Huh? <laughs> you picked a great time to find your scoring boots, my guy. Because Matt Turner was unstoppable. Also, uh, a friend of the show. Yeah, Matt Turner had one of the best, better games that he's had. He's been uh, incredible this year. He he's been in the conversation of like he should be the number one for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, I mean, he's had a hell of a year. I mean, he, he had a hell amazing. of a year. More, he's had more game time, more minutes than Zach Steffen, who is currently the number one there. So you could understand why uh, people are you know uh, giving him that much uh, praise. But he he had That's a great good competition game. for the camp, though, baby. Come on, yeah. They they wouldn't have uh, New England wouldn't been as close as they were. It wouldn't have, you know it could have been a worse uh, scoreline uh but Matt Turner was incredible but uh Columbus they they, they got it done uh so who do you who, I, well, well we'll get to later in the week we'll figure out who we think is going to win and we'll give our predictions uh but yeah. it's got so watch on watch make sure to watch that on Thursday yeah we'll do that uh when we get back we got Adam Conover guys stick around Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break up with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you. Yes, right, Gully Squad. Uh, I mean, Gully Squad. I mean, the last during quarantine, how has Gully Squad has not only become a just a, a dope soccer community, but it's becoming a vital space for my emotional well being. Okay? <laughs> yes, if it wasn't for them, <laughs> I wouldn't have anyone to talk to a lot of the time, <laughs> and also I would not know what an apple crisp is. <laughs> okay, yeah, we are. There's, there's so much uh, communication and. and sharing of food uh what well, you know it's it's you know that, that i don't really dwell in that channel too much no you're not allowed to your girl <laughs> can see it on your face that you're looking at food she goes through my phone not to look for like texts from other girls she's just looking yeah she's at, like booty pick booty pick booty pick sandwich Sam, what is this <laughs> how dare you, you betray me like this she's messaging me home record <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, uh, Gully Squad is obviously the, you know, it, essentially the, the, the Cooligans community uh, of people that are fans of soccer, fans of comedy, fans of food, fans uh, of pizza. Uh, it's an opportunity to help uh, support uh, the, the content that we put out, help us put out more content uh, that we can deliver to the masses and also get some exclusive content uh, for yourself. So there's a, a bunch of really cool things going on in there. We have an amazing uh, uh, Slack channel that may or may not exist. Who knows? Hey. Uh, 
Even though we just talked about it. Exactly, but you know, it's vague. It's very vague. Uh, uh, so you can join at, at, at any level. You can join, uh, you can give uh, like five bucks, ten bucks. You can give more. If you give more, there's more perks involved, like, uh, you know, merch and, and, and a pin and stickers and different things like that. So uh, it's if you're a fan of soccer, uh, if you're a fan of comedy, we highly recommend you joining. Uh, and it, it definitely helps the show grow uh, so we can do a bunch of other fun things, you know, in 2021 when we can finally travel, we can be able, be able to go do live shows and do live events and do a lot of other things like that. So uh, Plus you get some really exclusive stuff like when we release the uh, the pins, you get a pin for joining. That's right. When we release the pop socket, you got a pop socket for joining, stuff like that. So there's a lot of really good exclusive stuff. It's not just being a part of the uh, you know Slack channel that may or may not exist, but trust me, that's a dope part of it. Very much so. So uh, go to SoccerCooligans.com and click on the Join Gully Squad button now. What's up, baby? Welcome back to the Cooligans Living Room FC, and uh, this is exciting. Uh, this is someone we've known for years. We never get to do this. We don't get to. Our friends just aren't famous enough. This is one of the few. <laughs> <laughs> we need to. We we really hung out with the wrong group of people when we were starting out in comedy. Uh, Facts, man. It's like yo, you guys need to do something so we look important to our fans. But this guy did. He went all the way from just straight up staring at me wondering why is he here to me with improv classes that yes. we took together uh and you met him i met him uh it, in the 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 comedy scene like the open mic scene but the first time i interacted with him was during my sketch 101 ucb uh class at ucb he was the substitute teacher for eric scott he came in uh, one day, uh, came out of the bullpen and and, and saved they the called day. In, they called in. <laughs> yeah, because I wonder when I used to walk around, we would come into class at the same time, and people would be like, "Hey, man, hey, man," to him, and no one said hello to me. I'm like, "Yo, he knows everybody here." I think, I think he's a mole. I'm like, I don't know why I came sure, from the sure. corporate world just before that, but absolutely amazing. You guys probably know him from ruining everything on the internet, and he's got a dope new show coming out. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together, unless you're driving for the one, the only. Adam Conover, everybody. Hello, hello. Wonderful to be here. Hi, everybody. Can I get a suggestion from the audience? Yes. You don't, you don't have to anymore, Adam. Relax. Oh, thank God I'm not doing improv anymore. I yeah. sucked at it so hard. I was just taking it because I, I was a sketch teacher, and I was like, I should probably do this improv thing, and I was bad at it. So I quit doing it very quickly. But I met you, which was great. Yeah, that was cool. I remember I, I was producing a comedy show at the time and I was like, hey, man, you should do and you had taken a few months off of stand up or a little while off. And I said, you should come do my show. And you go, hey, I'm trying to get over the suck hump. And I was like, the suck hump. And you're like, yeah, you know, when you're starting, you're just trying to get as many reps in so you don't suck as bad. And I was like, is that I what that I was, never did in improv? <laughs> I thought that was uh, my favorite Pornhub category. Suck hump. Uh, I I don't that. Google it, folks. <laughs> but, but you've um obviously so much has happened uh since then but i remember you from you know you had a sketch comedy troupe called old english back mm -hmm. in the day which i think you said was just over at that point but i still remember as like pretty popular everyone's like you got to check out his stuff on the internet we were a very early sketch group like pre youtube we were basically had success because we were like the only people putting up quick time videos of comedy <laughs> in like 2004 uh like and winamp yeah, we, right got, <laughs> people watching your stuff on winamp <laughs> <laughs> yes real player man people are getting rid of that pop-up like, oh, yeah, yeah. get out of here real player <laughs> trying to watch our videos 
And we were just like, it was the very early days of internet video. But yeah, we had a little, it was my college sketch group. We had a little bit of success. We moved to New York. We hosted a show at, at uh, UCB for a while. We were making videos for the website Super Deluxe when that first opened. And, and uh, yeah, so we had a, made a little bit of a name for ourselves. And then the group broke up and I was like, I got to, if I don't keep doing comedy, I'm going to quit. And so I started doing stand-up open mics and taking improv classes and just doing everything I could to like get, get in there you know what i mean and yeah. that was, and i think that was the thing that was you know first noticeable at least for me very new in in comedy i would go to open mics and i would see you and i'm like why is this dude so well put together so yeah. well dressed <laughs> oh. what is he doing here is he <laughs> what, is he uh a foreign operative uh <laughs> <laughs> that's what i said right we both thought he was like something else is happening here <laughs> But I think that was uh, the, the, the one of the first things I noticed. So when you went into that, when you went into the stand up world, was that yeah. was it was it jarring in any way where were people kind of put off or, or anything like that? Or how how, uh, how comfortable was the transition? I mean, it was uncomfortable, but it was necessary because I had this idea from I had this idea of that I was some big shot in comedy just because I had been in a sketch group that was semi successful. And we had, you know, literally for a, just one year been making videos pro, you know, for a yeah. website that then folded a year later, but yeah. because I had made any money from comedy and I was like 25, I was like, I'm pretty big. But then when everything, you know, <laughs> when the group broke up and the website folded, I, I was like, I got to keep doing stand up, And I felt like, you know, I felt a little bit back on my heels, like, oh, I shouldn't have to do this. But I was like, no, I really do need to. Um, and nobody treated me special at like open mics, you know, like, I mean, it's nice to hear that you regarded me well, because mostly <laughs> you remember what it was like. You just would do these open mics. You'd be like all 50 people in this room hate me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Turns like, out for just, some of us, it's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like anytime any comic would say anything nice to you, you would be like, oh, my God. Maybe yeah. a friend here in this <laughs> desert of lack of concern, you know. Right. But that when was you're really getting good the one drink me. you have to get in order to perform, and someone goes, "Hey, that thing you said was kind of funny." That carries you for the next six months. Oh my of god! Shitty open mics. I mean, I literally run into comics today who are like, you know, at an open mic in like 2009, you said good set to me, and I never forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me like a week ago. It was crazy. That guy's selling Subarus. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I actually really uh, uh, th I'm glad you brought this up because it's been a while since I thought about this. I think it's really valuable that I very early in my career had the experience of having a little success and then having it fall apart and having to build back up because I know comics who got their first piece of success at age 35, you know, like they worked for a long time. And then because it's their first time having it, they think it's got to be this way forever, you know, yeah. and they yeah. and they treat other people badly or they're just like really anxious about it. Like, oh, no, it's all going to go away. And I, I was lucky to have the experience early on of like having a little bit of success and then losing it and having to build back up. And I now know it's all OK. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I don't sell a TV show this year, well, hey, I can do I can go back to basics. I can build up like I did last time. And so that was a really valuable lesson that I consider myself lucky to have learned. So what I'm saying is when you guys lose this show, don't worry, that's going to be good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, luckily, we know you. So we'll be right away pitching stuff to you by knocking on your door and saying, remember in 09 when you said I had a good set? <laughs> it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful to see your success as well. It made me so happy to see you guys doing the show. And I, I listen to the podcast, by the way. I am a fan of the show. 
Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. You know, I don't know what gully means, but I have heard the word. (laughs) Hopefully, we'll get to it by the end of the program. The the uh, the, and that brings you to one thing is that one one piece of advice that I always appreciated from you, and I've repeated this several times on this show, is we were on a show at UCB East uh, together. I think I was doing your show. If I, I I don't remember exactly which one, but. Uh, you were asking me what was going on and what I was doing. And I was talking about a, a podcast that I used to do and that I wasn't really interested in doing anymore. And you always, you said you, you are uh, people like you are what you do the most. Mm. And I always remember that. And then when we started doing this soccer podcast, it, it, at first it was like, Oh, am I going to be known as a soccer comedian? Is that like a comfortable sort of thing? But then once I was been around this community, the soccer community, you obviously you were in the LAFC hat, you've gone to LAFC games, you see the the level of community that that and the passion and, and love for for the sport that it made me feel like, you know what? I am. I'm the soccer comedian. I could care yeah. less. This is great. These people are awesome. I want to be around this community even more. So that was one thing that made me uh, uh, kind of, uh, you know, it validated the, the 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 career path that I ended up choosing. And that and it, you helped me with that. Oh, my God. I'm happy to hear that. And, and also, I don't remember saying that. And that's good advice. So I'm going to take advice from my past <laughs> self. You actually said the same thing to me. But here's another piece of advice, which I never took. Uh, one day I was saying to you, I was like, we were doing something in improv and someone had scuffed my sneakers. Right. And I was like, yo, like these sneakers, like man, I was like wearing Air Force Ones and they were relatively new. And Adam, not even looking up from his notebook, just goes, you know what I do? I go on Amazon and I click the cheapest sneakers from cheapest to most expensive. And I just buy one, like two or three of the ones that are about twenty five dollars. That's what I do. And I don't care if anybody scuffs them. And he just kept writing in his notebook. And I was like. How are we so different? <laughs> yeah, but this, yeah. That, you you got you got to remember. I'm embarrassed of that now because you have to remember how <laughs> shitty my sneakers were. I wore the ugliest <laughs> sneakers because I was literally the tip was on Amazon. Sometimes the sneakers are ninety percent off, and so you just sort by your size. What's ninety percent off, and you can get sneakers for like twenty bucks. And I wore. The ugliest sneak. People are like, what are you doing? And I was like, yeah, these were $15, idiot. <laughs> yeah. Like what if someone scuffed my sneakers, it ruined my week. If somebody scuffed your sneakers, you're like, another Amazon shipment coming in tomorrow, baby. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but, and that's the interesting thing is for, for you know, for dudes that come from Newark, New Jersey, like Alexis, you can't fake scuff somebody's sneakers and not get real, you know, uh, uh, yoked up. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> There's a real anger about, yo, why'd you touch my sneakers? What's really funny is you're from you're from Newark. I'm from Long Island, but I'm not from like that part of Long Island. You know, like I'm yeah. from farm country, East Long Island. And so I'm like a New Yorker. That's how I still I've been living in L.A. five years, but I still want to be a New Yorker in my heart. But I don't have that culture. And that always bought me. I feel like I'm always aspiring to be more like you, Alexis. Yeah. Oh, wow. we, now that's a show. You got to pitch Obama, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he uh so adam, adam obviously you uh you may know adam from adam ruins everything uh which just uh ended uh, it, uh the show just ended recently mm-hmm. um we have now we have a lot of uh we obviously are soccer fans comedy fans uh a lot of people uh, especially in gully squad are huge fans of you and uh, fans of adam ruins everything the uh, the first thing i want to talk about is the your your connection to lafc obviously lafc uh you know starting recently uh you've been to games uh what has the experience like been uh, as an lafc fan and were you a fan of soccer uh a ton even before lafc got there 
so first of all, uh, Travis Helwig, who you had on the show, introduced yes, yes. me to LAFC. He used to be my head writer, and he was like, this guy had merch for the team before they played a game. Like, I don't <laughs> even know how he found out about the team. Like, he was, like, reading the LA Times, like, oh, a soccer team is coming. I'm going to get on board with this early. And so he was, like, from the – I think he had season tickets, like, before the, the team even started. Yeah. Um, I am not the biggest – sports guy generally i'm not like a fanatic but i like learning about new sports i base i like any sport if that makes sense sure. um i always really enjoyed you know i'd watch the world cup when the world cup was on and uh i like soccer in the olympics definitely liked it uh but my the the reason i became an lafc fan was when i went to the game for the first time because i have to say it is still to this day the best in arena sports fan experience I have ever had in my life is at an LAFC game at, at Bank of California Stadium. Um, like, I think if you if you were an alien come to Earth or you knew nothing about sports and you went to, like, every single game uh, from all the different teams, you went to an LAFC game, you'd be like, this is the biggest team in the city. Like, this has the most people. Are mo- yeah. I don't know who the Lakers are. LAFC <laughs> is clearly the most important team because people are – there's so much energy. People are – you know, singing and chanting the whole time. I know it's all soccer culture stuff, but it's also so well done. The sound yeah. system is so good. You know what I mean? It's just like the 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 actual stadium itself is so awesome to be in. It's just like they really did every piece of it right, you know? And compare yeah. that to like when I went to like a New York Red Bulls game in like 2006, I want to say, and it was like half empty. There's like 10 really excited guys behind the goal, like screaming and singing. But apart from that, it's like, everyone's like, what are we even doing here? There's some like, you know, peewee soccer teams after the game, they all went, you know, cause it was like five bucks, $5 tickets. Um, and, and so that like, uh, so, you know, first of all, just as a thing to do as a piece of entertainment, it's like, you can't beat it. Um, and then simultaneously, at least for, a one to two year span, the team was also unbelievably good. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Exciting doesn't to hurt. Watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't hurt at all. It's like, when oh, you- okay, this is also like the best team in the history of the league by some <laughs> measures. Like, all right, yeah, sure, yeah. sign me up. And then ever since I actually started following the team, it's mostly been a letdown of that <laughs> promise. Yeah. They lost uh, recently, obviously, uh, to Seattle uh, in the playoffs. And it's been tough. You know, they, they yeah. th- this year in Everybody general. Everybody loses to Seattle in the playoffs, so that's not your fault. <laughs> yeah. This year in general has been just difficult for every team. Like, I, yeah. it's for, for, every, for every team that loses, it was like, oh, whatever, it's 2020. But for the team that ends up winning the whole thing, they'd be like, this was the most important year ever. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you, 2020. <laughs> it's going to be very odd. When- I'm, ha- I'm happy to live through a little bit of hardship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I also started following the Lakers about two years ago. I lived in L.A. five years, and I'm like, you know what? Let me just follow the local teams. You know, I'll stop watching the Mets. I give up. I'll watch the Dodgers <laughs> now, you know, after moving from New York. And my friend was like, let's follow the Lakers. Here's the thing. They're bad right now but they're going to get good and then we'll have paid our dues. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then the next year they got LeBron and the next year they got AD and then they yeah. won a championship. Yeah, I was yeah, like, I yeah, I watched during Lonzo ball days. I think I'm a real I've fan. Been, I've, I've been, been here saying, since day one. Okay? Yeah, I've been saying the same thing about the Knicks, but we just still suck. So I don't know. <laughs> we never really turned that corner. You what know? the hell's going on with my decisions? Yeah. I, you, I don't like I, I can't follow a team that I don't live in the city of. I've tried with stuff like that with the Mets or like my dad was a Knicks fan. I And I've been in Knicks games. But like, you know what? I just really like 
being in the city. I like yeah. rooting with the home team. I like the culture of it. That's my favorite part. I can't do the across the country rooting thing too much. Um, okay. So that's and so I really have enjoyed getting myself into the culture, understanding soccer more. I still barely even understand the rules, but I love going to the games. Is <laughs> basically <laughs> where I'm at. When you look at your track record, especially with Adam ruins everything, that sprang from I believe a sketch that mm-hmm. you filmed. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was the wedding ring. Right. Yeah. It was the uh, diamonds or something. Yeah. But, the engagement um, ring episode on yeah. college humor. And also shouts to you for doing a uh, circumcision ruin everything. Cause I thought I was the only anteater around, but that's <laughs> it's amazing that you proved. Why, why call yourself that? But okay. Oh. <laughs> I did, I'm trying to clean it up for television. Uh, Does the tongue Christian. come out? <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you ask nicely. So, okay. Put your hoodie uh, up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always wearing a turtleneck. It is but, a hoodie. I never thought of this. <laughs> it is so, a hoodie. So, hey, me and the ladies. <laughs> uh, y'all, y'all the only ones with crewnecks. But um, the reason I ask is soccer has so much controversy, so many different things attached to it. Were you ever pitched a soccer uh, topic for Adam Ruins Everything? And if so, did you think about having a 19-hour episode <laughs> to cover it all? You know, we talked about the World Cup. Uh, but John Oliver had recently done a big FIFA thing. And so I yeah, think yeah. we, I think it came up in our pitch room, like the same year that he did it, um, about how incredibly corrupt that organization is. Um, and, uh, so we didn't do that. We did the Olympics instead, which is basically the same story, yeah. except that in the Olympics, the athletes aren't paid. So it's even worse <laughs> when yeah. you've got your $2 billion <laughs> Coke deal and like these, but we had this like, shot putter on who like won a gold medal for America. And he was like, I was sleeping in my car, you know, when I was like this, the same year I won a gold medal for the Olympics that, you know, they can't do endorsements and all this stuff. It's like really bad. And FIFA is the same way, just as a different flavor of the same bullshit, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, a- that stuff's real. Yeah, we had a question from uh, one of our Gully Squad members, Matt Haney. He asked, uh, first he said two things. He said, first, is there anything more Gully than ruining everything? So you already get the, <laughs> you get, get You're already Gully there. without even trying. <laughs> what is, okay, so what is Gully? <laughs> Gully is like keep, very, keeping it real, you know, being being genuine, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. uh, street kind of like, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically Not it. shying no, away I, from the uncomfortable stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, nothing is more street than me and my show. I would agree with that. <laughs> no, yeah, I, right. I, I would say so. It is keeping it real is what, it, is what it's about. It being like really honest and saying like, hey, let's call yeah. out what, let's call out, you know, the lies that you've been told, the myths, and let's like really get down to it and say like, hey, here's what's, here's what's really going on. Be honest about it. Out of my own curiosity, what has there any been genuine, has there ever been very like genuine blowback to, towards any episode like that really pissed people off that got you the most like hateful comments or anything like that is there any one in particular that stands out more than others i mean of course we've gotten blowback from all different places like i get you know we did one about how funeral homes are you know ripping people off with embalming and things like that and i've got you know, I pissed off the embalming community, you know, and I got like, <laughs> oh, you don't want to mess. Embalming <laughs> Twitter was up in arms. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, I'll get like a funeral director who's got a YouTube channel going like, um, well, now I'm going to ruin Adam. Uh, in fact, when we, you know, and like all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, you know, the really the one that got the most was we did this video about how uh, the idea of alpha males and beta males is not real, you know. And this is transparently 
not real. Like yeah. you could, it's if you want to talk about people that way, it's fine. You're allowed to, but like it's not science, you know. Like right. if hey, you go talk Adam, to any sociologist, you're sounding like a real cuck right now. I know what to tell you. <laughs> now that is what. Now that is what you can see if you look at the comments on YouTube. You'll see people saying that. Uh, just guys making the same. Uh, like we did a video on alphas and betas aren't real, and there's just thousands of guys going. Sounds like what a beta would say. Like oh, it doesn't <laughs> exist. Like you could talk to any sociologist, any anthropologist. Humans are not divided up that way. That's not like a real way that people are. It's also not the case that women are only attracted to alphas, even if that did exist. Alphas and betas don't even exist in wolves, which is the original like place that people like go to in their mind. It's uh, it's fake. So, but yeah, there's all these guys who have like built their identities on like no i'm i'm not a beta i'm an alpha and i'm and they like you know have it's like really core to who they think they are and so they i'm sure even the tiki torch community is like hey chill sales okay (laughs) (laughs) chill (laughs) look if you want to say you know if people want to say oh i used to be very passive and now i'm more confident and that's helped me out that's fine you know but like don't act like there's science behind this or there's some sort of like fundamental division sure. of people in this way. So I, that doesn't exist. I base, you- it, I base it on, you know, I used to cry a lot and now I cry less. You know? <laughs> there's been improvement. That's- but it's okay to cry, Christian. <laughs> I, I cry while flexing. So, I mean, at the end of the day. And uh, by the way, previously I had asked a question from Matt Haney from our Gully Squad. He actually had a second question uh, here for Adam. Uh, any interest in doing a factually focused on playing sports during the pandemic? Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, Factually is a podcast I do every week. I have experts and folks like that on. Uh, Weird. And we- Christian and I have never been asked to be on. All this talk about experts. <laughs> would, would you guys call yourselves experts? Yeah. I would call myself more of an alpha expert. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's a good question. Like, it's a real issue. Like, I, again, I'm a sports fan. And, you know, watching all these different leagues come back, it's a real issue. Like, I'm watching half these leagues, like, what are they doing? You know, like, Major League Baseball, all the players got COVID, you know. Um, Basketball's going to try to come back without bubble. The bubble worked great. They did it right, and it was good on TV. But now they're going to come back without bubbling is, like, it seems like craziness. And, like, when they're letting fans in. It's bad the, stuff. The fans, yeah, the fans are the one that uh, that scares me more than anything else. Because at the very least, the uh, the players are like in a, high, a very controlled environment, or they're constantly being tested. But having fans there seems a little reckless. But what you can do, some governors, uh, you know, don't give af. Uh, yeah. The, the The other thing I wanted to uh, uh, talk about, is, uh, like I said, a, a lot of our fans are very uh, interested in 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 Adam ruins everything and mm-hmm. just your. Uh, uh, you know, the, how the show was created. We had a, co- a, a question from Peter Garcia who asked, I honestly just want to know what kind of research goes into the pieces. Like the McDonald's hot coffee piece had me shook. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a story about how, you know, that, that story that you, to catch people up, that story you always heard about the lady spilled hot coffee on herself and she got a million dollars and all these lawsuits are so crazy. Uh, the real story is that lady got third degree burns on her. She was 90 years old. She had to go to the hospital. She was there for like months. They had to do reconstructive surgery on her 
crotch area. It was extremely painful and like uh, could have been deadly um, because they kept it. They were literally kept their coffee at boiling. Um, And uh, the reason you've heard that story was because basically uh, corporate America tried to promote it in order to make it less possible for people to sue companies in the future. And they've also lobbied to make it harder and harder to do class action lawsuits or to uh, be able to sue companies at all. They're trying to take that right away from you. Uh, and yeah, that's the story there. So to so to break that story, usually the way it starts is someone in our writer's room, we have writers and researchers, someone has read like the tip somewhere. Yeah, they read an article, they heard a podcast, whatever it was that like, oh, I heard this story. Could we do this? And we look to make sure it hasn't been done by any other you know big comedy shows. Sometimes we'll overlap, but um, and then we go do our own research. We find the studies. We find the original news articles, et cetera. We start calling experts. Um, we had a legal expert. I'm blanking on his name right now, but he's a law professor who studied specifically corporate law and, and this campaign that they've run in order to stop us from being able to sue. So we run our script by them. Um, and then we fact check all the, you know, we write a script based on that. And then we fact check the script. You know, most of the time on most comedy shows, they're doing punch up rounds. Uh, for yeah. us, we're sitting there with the research going, you can't say that. We got to put that differently. And yeah. we sort of try to negotiate and make sure we're still able to like make a joke, even though we're, you know, trying to make sure it's all factually accurate. It's, it's really, really rigorous. And that's not to say that, you know, mistakes don't slip through. They obviously do, especially when, you know, last year we we did, you know, 16 episodes. We've done like 65 episodes total of the show. And, you know, one year we did 16 all at once. So, you know, we're doing a big volume. But we also do segments where we uh, go back into old episodes and we update or we correct uh, when we've uh, made those errors. So, okay. you know, and that's yeah, like how a newspaper works. That's how yeah, it's the best you can do is is to try yeah. to keep I'll, making well, your so much better. work. Well, yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. A lot. It's, it's not for Alexa. No, I actually got the packet to be a right to submit for round. I'm not making this up. My manager sent it to me. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? It was a research paper. I'm like, this is a dissertation. You needed like six sources. I'm like, I'm not doing any. I'm not that passionate about any of this information. (laughs) And I was going to ask like. The the balance between like a, a researchers and comedy, you and I'm props to you because you guys, you know, you have a a bunch of there's a bunch of comedians that we know that are on, on were on the writing staff as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. What what's the balance between comedians and researchers? It feels like it, it's more research heavy uh, in this case. Yeah, I mean, we've got we, we got equal staff of writers and researchers, and each okay. one is, is paired on an episode. So, and they work together as got a partnership. Um, okay. But you know, we want research staffers who are a little funny, and you know, they sort of know how to maybe get us halfway to a joke, right? Where they would say, "Oh, like this is you know, we spend this amount of money." that's more money than we spend on something else. And then the writer can go, Oh wait, I know how to write a joke around that, you know? Um, And then we need writers who are smart enough to really understand the topic. And, you know, one thing that's really important that we do on our show is every time we make a joke, the joke is almost never like tangential, like off something else. You know, it's the joke is about the subject at hand so that whatever the joke is, you're like learning does that make sense through the comedy? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you'll see other comics on TV do a joke where it's like, oh, like Mitch McConnell is saying this. That's like when your mom comes and interrupts you while you're doing homework and you're like, get out of here, mom, or whatever. And it's like this whole other right. like scene that's being created. 
And I, we tried I can't John you, Oliver. Why are you doing Alexis's act? Right on, on. <laughs> I thought we were going after John Oliver. I'm that smart too. <laughs> okay. The other, okay. The other thing I wanted to uh, ask about is obviously your new project that that was announced recently, uh, mm-hmm. the G Word, uh, and your work. This is for the Obama's uh, production uh, company. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about this project? Have you, have you met Obama and how dope is he? <laughs> well, God, I, I, everyone goes through that so about fast. Michelle. We're talking it's about my Michelle. show, Alexis. All right? Yeah, yeah. But what does Obama think about your show? <laughs> That's what I care about. Okay, I'll give you. I'll tell you the whole story. Um, uh, they had optioned this book, The Fifth Risk by Michael Lewis, which is all about, it's partially about the Trump transition. It's also about just like, oh my God, the federal government is this massive organization that we know almost nothing about that does all these incredible things, right? For good and for bad. You know, it's incredible. It's like the largest organization of any kind on earth. It's like safeguarding the nuclear stockpile. It's also setting food policy. It's doing all this crazy stuff. And like, there's so many stories in it. I had read this book. I liked the book. They had optioned the book and they were like, what the hell do we do with this? We want to make a TV show about it. We don't know what to do. We met with them and we're like, how about we do it with comedy? And they were like, great. And so we're doing the show. So I'm running it like my typical writer's room, but it's for, uh, you know, for the Obama's production company. Uh, I believe he's read, he's read one script. And I know that because we did have one phone conversation with him uh, in which he said, I like the script. And then he talked for 45 minutes (laughs) in an unbroken stream. Because here's the thing. And I know this running my own show. If you're in charge, you don't ever have to shut up. You just talk as long as you want. So in my own writer's room, I do that. I monologue. He was just like, hey, here's what I think about, (laughs) you know, the uh, about the government. Take it or leave it. Um, And, uh, you know, so it's cool. They've been very hands off. Um, and we've just been able to explore the topics that we want to. We're talking about like really amazing stuff the government does that you have no idea about. Like we're talking about how, you know, every single piece of meat you eat has been inspected by somebody who works for the government. They're literally standing in the food factory, like checking every piece to make sure it doesn't make you sick. And like considering how many billions of pounds of meat we make, that's like an enormous job. And so we're going to go talk to those folks. Um, but we also talk about like how government food policy is like really messed up and has like is the reason why we eat a lot of really un- unhealthy stuff and is like kind of responsible for the obesity epidemic, <laughs> et cetera. Right, yeah. um, and so we're working on it now. The whole show was delayed because of uh, COVID. Uh, so we're hopefully going to be able to shoot it early in 2022, still working on the scripts right now. Uh, but it'll be, oh, sorry. Hopefully we'll be able to shoot it in 2021 and it should come out. I'm not sure when yet, but it'll be on Netflix probably uh, late 2021 or early 2022, hopefully. Wow. I thought you knew something about COVID. We didn't know. I'm like, 2022? Don't do this to me, Adam. How'd I mean, you ruin 2021? It's going to be longer. Don't be looking at the end date and saying, oh, we're going to get that vaccine soon. I'll get to go back to normal. Just keep, we're going to be living like this for a while. Just keep trying to make your life in this. You know what I mean? Oh, boy. Okay, yeah. well, thanks for lifting our spirits. <laughs> Sorry, uh, man. <laughs> Sorry, man. Look, you know I, what? I, I, I'm telling you, I got, just to bring it back to soccer for a second, I got LAFC season tickets. I got on the waiting list. I didn't actually get them, but I got on the waiting list. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm ever going to get that money back. <laughs> Should I cancel? When are they going to have people in the stands? When am I going to want to feel like um can go, be at a game? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. 
At our 30-year uh, oh. UCB reunion, we'll go to a match. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Okay, this, the title of this episode is Adam Ruin, Ruins the Cooligans. All right, we got it. <laughs> All right, we did it again. Thank you so much to Adam Conover. It's great to chop it up and just talk, you know, talk some soccer, talk comedy, talk, tell, you know, just a, a bunch it. of guys with TV shows. You know, it is. <laughs> couple yeah. successful people. Hey, you know? hey, I don't have a show on the air right now, so you guys have one up okay. on me. Okay. All right, yeah. So <laughs> I, I thank you for having me it's always fun to come and reminisce about all the time we spent in dark basements together in 2010 <laughs> yes. literally made you know started from the bottom man. Yeah. we really so, did it the really was floor. often literally <laughs> underground was how from the bottom we started <laughs> uh, adam is there anything you want to let people know about before we sign off yeah sure uh i have a podcast called factually i interview incredible experts from around the world of human knowledge do some comedy too uh, you can check that out wherever you get your podcasts uh alexis reminded me i I, I volunteer with a, a homelessness group called SELA here in L.A., uh, where we bring food and water and, and engage with, you know, unhoused neighbors in our community. If you want to donate or, or if you live in L.A., if you want to come out with us sometime, go to SELA, S-E-L-A-H-N-H-C dot org uh, for that. And, you know, follow me at, at Adam Conover wherever you get your social media. All right. Great. Thank you so much again uh, for joining us. We're excited about uh, the new show. Whenever it yeah, is released, uh, it's going to be great. Sometime in the future, you'll see it. <laughs> at, it's going to be you, you might you might be able to go outside without a mask when you finally see this show. Is what <laughs> right. I'll tell you. It's going to be uh, all right. I'm just going to be a blessing. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure you follow us at Soccer Coolians on all social media. Uh, follow us on Twitch as well. We just hit 600 followers on there. That was exciting. Exciting. Oh, a bunch of we do a bunch of fun stuff. I'm on, on Twitch there. too. Okay, hey. follow Adam as well. Uh, Twitch.tv slash okay. Adam Conover. All right, do it. Uh, follow at Fubo Sports and subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program. Uh, all right, Adam, let us end the show the way we normally do. So, uh, for Adam Conover, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The, the Cool Games! Games! Yeah! <laughs> 